Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Joe time, a-holes. I wonder where a guy, an everyday Joe like myself, can find a little action. Go! Blackhawk fans around the world, you've endured 49 years of frustration. Lord Stanley's new address is sweet home Chicago. For the second time in four seasons, the Chicago Blackhawks have won the Stanley Cup. Blackhawk and Hustle Tribe. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd, 2017. Thanks for downloading and listening to this season preview Puck and Hustle Shoutcast, episode 91. The. It's so much hype, it's the Alexander Daigle episode. <laughs> <laughs> First round, uh, Enigma. Alexander Daigle, yes. Still a touchy subject for Battle One. Yeah. You think? Anyway, I am Gatekeeper, the purveyors of this grand mess. I am joined here by our good friend and unnamed source from HockeyBuzz.com, Double J, John Jekyll. Hello, sir. Good to be here. Great to have you again, once yeah. again. And uh, often, it's going to be ha- it's going to be this uh, this duo. So, uh, on top of yeah. that, we also have the founder of the McRib Diet, the man voted the Blackhawks blogosphere's most eligible bachelor in a landslide according to trumpsingles.com old crabby shit have himself Patrick Stankus please respond to my messages on match <laughs> <laughs> wait were you addressing that to me <laughs> I know first you and I are cuddling then he's asking for you to reply to his match messages I don't know what's going on around here we should probably end that whole subtext right now yeah, just it's, get to it's getting a little weird around here so anyway <laughs> <laughs> so anyway as some of you might have noticed, we've, we're kind of uh, trimming things up, trimming the fat, let's put it that way, trimming the fat a little bit, and uh, we're uh, cleaning things up. We're going to do things a little bit cleaner and more concise. We're going to do it kind of weekly. Uh, Double J is going to join us when he can, when he's available. When he's awake. When he's awake. And uh, we're going to just uh, basically stick to Blackhawks news. And I also do see that we do have another joining member here, uh, Mr. Great White North, where we outsource to support the Loonies and Toonies, and the man who collects cardboard pictures of marginally young, marginally talented Blackhawks, uh, Playgirl Canada cover boy, Mr. Atomic Froster. I think I see him there. Tabernacle. <laughs> you caught me. There he is. 
Go back to Canada, Gila Fleur. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Nazi Canada. All righty. So, Depping said all the intros in. We're just going to get right into the Blackhawk stuff. So, uh, oh, actually, I, I, first of all, I do want to give a shout out to the, the guys from the 312 podcast. Uh, I know, John, you've been on there a couple times. Uh, good fellas. Yeah, they're good guys, man. Uh, I, I was part of their special Blackhawks preview panel last night. And uh, I went down to their studio, spent some time with uh, Pappy and uh, Mr. Foran and uh, Zoe in uh, a piping hot studio. Four, four guys in a, in a studio. It gets a little hot after about an hour and a half. So, But it was a good time. We had a lot of good uh, conversation about the Blackhawks. And uh, we're going to continue it here tonight. So. When you say studio, is that like we when we call uh, Pat in the Pat Cave? It's really just their parents' bedroom basement. <laughs> nope, this is an actual studio in downtown Ooh. Chicago, right in the heart of downtown Chicago. They have a studio. Yeah, so yeah, That's sports blackery guys do it right. Yeah, they're big timing down there. I was very impressed with their setup. So yeah, they the good guys. So I, I hope to have them on again. Maybe. Uh, or I hope to be on with them again and maybe have a couple of them on uh, our uh, podcast as the season goes on. So, so that being said, let's get right into the Blackhawks stuff. Uh, it looks like uh, the Blackhawks roster has been decided, or at least for the most part. Um, we're gonna pr- we we have some some moving parts going on, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah, <laughs> some interesting <laughs> stuff today, which is gonna which is gonna kind of. Uh, catch some of the meatballs off guard, but most of us kind of really knew what was going on. Did the Matt Duchesne happen, trade happen yet? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. No, it did not. I don't know. What do you All think? Right. What, did, what did you see today, John? Uh, as far as the moves that went, the, that went down, well, uh, as Gate, I believe you were the first uh, person anywhere on the Twitterverse or, or interwebs who uh, – Caught, I caught uh, sight of the fact that the, it looked like the Hawks made a under-the-table deal with Cody Franson on his uh, PTO to uh, to sign him. You know, once uh, once they cleared up some dollars, um, I don't know if that contract's actually been officially officially signed, but it sounds like um, you know they've cleared the dollars now to, to sign him to a contract and uh, one million dollars for one year. And uh, I think you, I think you called that. That one perfectly. That's, yeah. what, that's what it looks like what happened. Yeah, the, the, the numbers came out, I think, earlier today. Someone uh, who's a sports anchor in Vancouver actually announced that he had heard that it was going to be a one-year, $1 million offer, which, I mean, that's nothing. It's it's dirt. I mean, it's Lance Boma money, and, Lance, you know, Lance Boma's going to play a lot less than I think uh, Cody Franz is going to play. Yeah, I think France is sort of Roosevelt 2.0, but maybe they feel like it's a it's a slight upgrade. Over the three-wheel jewel shopping cart, um, yeah, who's now officially gone on LTI, LTIR, but he's been on it for three years. Yeah, even when he was on the roster, he was actually on injured reserve. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and, and this time it's not even his leg that's the problem; it's his brain that's the problem. It looks like he's he's uh, injured from that uh, sucker punch he got last. I thought it was May, but it's actually probably April when it when it happened. So. You know, God bless him. He's gotten more mileage out of just a completely destroyed body since 2015. It's it's kind of remarkable that, you know, that he was still around at this point. But uh, interesting to note when last year when him and Tutu both were signed to, to new contracts, everybody was kind of like, going, well, what's up with this? 
interesting to know both of them went on LTIR today with Mr. Hosa, who you may recall back in June, somebody was telling me that, that he was done. He was going back to Slovakia. And, you know, I, I couldn't tell what was actually going on with that. But it turns out then we found out about the um, the, the allergy. And uh, so, you know, Bob's your uncle. Today we're sitting there with. Something close to what six million dollars of precap? Well, five million after after Branson and precap space. So it does perhaps set something up, you know, for the Hawks to make a, a roster move. Yeah, on the flip side to your shout out, my way, you should be getting the shout out on the whole Hosa maybe retiring thing because that before that was ever news, you you know you kind of brought that up and alluded to that that you had heard yeah. that uh, he may and and as crazy as it sounded at the time, we we're like Hosa retiring what? And uh, then, you know, look where we are now. So, you yeah. know, you, you get the shout I, out you on know, that I, one. Again, he has not officially retired. Yeah. But I, my strong, strong sense is he's not going to play any more hockey in the NHL. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think at least worry. anyone who know, you know, is in the know or around there has stated that, you know, there's no chance he's coming back. Yeah. So, not for a million dollars. So. Yeah. yeah. It's um, not a nice way for him to, to leave, though. No, it's not. Not at all. I mean, and you know, the Blackhawks are going to have to wait. They're going to wait four years before they're going to, you know, give him any kind of grand send off. He didn't get to do like a, you know, tour of the league. Could have done the whole Jeter thing. Yeah, he didn't get to do any of that stuff. He kind of just go, you know, rides off in the sunset, and uh, people are going to forget about him in four years. I mean, they're going to bring him back and they're going to be, oh yeah, Marion Marion Hosey, he used to play here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Brian Burrard's going to wish he could see that ceremony. <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs> so we're just done with phrasing, right? That's not a thing anymore? Uh. It's Blackhawks related. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the moves that were today were uh, Debrinkit Forsling were sent down. And uh, I mentioned this last night is that uh, – you know, it was probably pretty clear that the, that those guys were going to be sent down in a paper, quote unquote, paper transaction, right. uh, because they're uh, waiver exempt, so they're not going to have to pass through waivers. They get sent down for a day or two, they get recalled before game one, and uh, you know the the Blackhawks, you know, have a cap compliant roster. Uh, <clears throat> on top of that, uh, Yurko and Barube were waived; they had to go through waivers because um, they were not. Uh, they were not uh, uh, exempt. Sorry, I don't. Brain went retarded for a second there. Uh, and Tutu actually was waived as well before he was put on long-term IR. Uh, they were all going to be sent down to Rockford, but you can't send an injured player down to Rockford, which is why Jordan Tutu is still on the roster. And um, I guess he's injured. I don't know. No one's ever said a word about him being injured. Uh, and he did play in the preseason, so I don't know. There's no scuttlebutt about, you know, them faking yeah. an injury or anything with him. I don't know what happened. So Emotional distress. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. We should be the ones that should be suffering from the emotional distress after foul, or having to watch him play for the last year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Duh and or hello. What's that? Apparently, Brandon Mashinger was cut today, too, on the same Oh, topic. was he? Oh, yeah, wow. apparently mm. was. Yesterday or yesterday. The man shitter. San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. the, the man shitter. ever seen. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, 
As far as the roster goes, I mean, Alex Debrinkit has made the opening day roster. Is you know, people people are freaking out tonight, and they will tomorrow too because of the official transaction. But Debrinkit's made the the official roster. Um, John Hayden's made the official roster, and they uh, the Blackhawks actually kind of surprised me slightly. Um, you know, I was not so sure that they were going to take the route of of waving Tutu or waving Yurko. Uh, they. I'm impressed that they did because it's what needed to be done. That's the business decision or that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm kind of happy that Bowman did that. Uh, I still have, and now I have a little more faith in the guy that, uh, you know, he's, he's going to make the right move instead of just the, you know, the move with the heart, because at this point in time, you don't have a lot of uh, space to play with. So, well, after he pursued Tomas Yurko for six weeks, allegedly, it's <laughs> yeah. hard to let him go. Yeah, no kidding. But, uh, and, and he went through waivers, believe it or not. 30 teams passed on him. Bowman was after him for six weeks, according to one uh, esteemed NHL writer. Boom. Uh, Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, I guess I guess you can't be right on everything, right? Huh? <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it! Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm glad I'm, I, for one, I'm glad to see that, uh, John Hayden made the roster. I think he deserved it. He did everything, uh, that he should have done. Uh, I just, you know, hope that he gets, doesn't get buried too often behind Wingles or Bulma because those guys are, as far as I'm concerned, compared to Hayden, they're inferior players. So you can play uh, one of them, but not, I would rather play John Hayden every night and Tanner Carroll every night. And then spell them with who's ever left over of Wingles and Boma when that time comes. Boma brings the beef, unlike Hayden. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. God. You need that grit. I've always liked Boma. <clears throat> you know what? Boma, as a forward, blocked over 200 shots a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, and uh, a lot of people want to bring up that two years ago he scored all these goals, but he was also playing with skilled players, which he's not going to be playing with here. Um, and he was it, he he was his uh, shooting percentage was like three times what his career shooting percentage is. So it was it was an anomaly year. Uh, I'm calling it right now. First line right wing Lance Boma. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. oh, that hurts. That's a that's a Portillo's bet right there. <clears throat> He's going to have to go through our man, Dick Ponick. <laughs> <laughs> Who just, I'm telling you, man, I love watching that guy play. He is just, he, the guy gains more and more confidence all the time. And he just, he goes out there and, and when he hits people, tries to knock guys off of pucks, he just has his way. I mean, the guy is an absolute animal. I can't wait to see what kind of year he has. Well, he's he's he actually kind of turned into a a, a more useful version of what Andrew Shaw was. Uh, yeah, you know uh, he's he's got he's going to go to the corner. He's going to be get a little rough. He's he might get into a fight or two during the year. Uh, he's not afraid to get dirty in the corners and nope and uh, you know uh, phrasing and. Uh, <clears throat> 
you know, and he's 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 a good sized guy. He's got a good shot. I mean, we saw that they brought it up last night again on the on the podcast about that goal he had last year. That was a highlight real goal. Oh yeah, that showed mm-hmm. skill. I mean, unlike Jordan Tutu with his stupid you know between the legs uh, move last year. Boy, that really did bother you, huh? Yeah, it did. I brought it up last night too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, talk about ta- holding the grudge. God. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Jordan Tutu. He might be a nice guy and everything, but and uh, you know, you're as bad as that Blues fan I know that's triggered by Wakey Wakey still. <laughs> yeah, a good story story can only get you so far. <laughs> so you've read the Tutu book too, huh? <laughs> uh so well no but he, no god well he's just all over tv here oh is he like his stories a lot bigger deal just with the being native and all that yeah stuff. yeah i remember he used to be um an endorser for a uh, celebrity endorser for uh first air the airline of the uh of the northwest territories believe it or not wow is, Boy, is he's really true? getting a lot of mileage out <laughs> of this. That's true. Jordan Tutu was the celebrity spokesperson of First Air about 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Wow. Oh, there he's you go. really getting a lot of mileage, i got to say. I, I have so much smarter after that. Yeah. I've enlightened you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, today the uh, we, we kind of mentioned the host of stuff, and uh, the league did inform the Blackhawks, which – we kind of all assume that host is going to be able to go on LTIR. Uh, Bowman was not going to go into this blind. He probably knew what the fate was already and had his plan in motion. So uh, there was a lot of worrying for nothing. I believe I think it was just uh, some league posturing. So, yeah, I mean, when those teams started complaining, um, what I heard was, you know, that the league was going to do the, you know, sort of due diligence to appear to have an investigation. But the league had no interest in, you know, getting a a giant massive lawsuit filed by the Players Association, which was going to happen if they didn't allow it. Because the the condition is legitimate. Right. And uh, he just played through it for for several years and finally said, you know what, I'm just not doing it anymore. Yeah, well, the the salary drop did help, too. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. So... Our friends over at Cap Friendly, um, they laid it out really nicely on what actually what actually is going to happen or is in the process of happening for the Blackhawks. So bear with me while I kind of read through. They've kind of listed it out, and they um, they even updated it with the Jordan Tutu uh, announcement today. So I'm going to kind of read through it, and, and uh, then we can kind of chat about that afterwards. So uh, the first step is that uh, the Blackhawks will place Marion Hosa, Jordan Tutu, and Michael Roosevelt on IR, just IR. Number uh, The next thing that will happen is the club will build a roster of 18 skaters, two goalies, which is the league minimum, um, as outlined by the they, – they have actually have a list of, of all the players, leaving one just over $1 million above the ceiling, the sailor cap. So they'd be uh, like a million three – you know, a million thirty-four thousand seven hundred ninety-five dollars over the the ceiling of the uh, the cap, uh, <clears throat> and the roster. If you if you glance through it really quickly, uh, you notice that the roster does not have uh, Forsling on it. It does not have Debrinkyad on it. Does not have John Hayden on it, which are all the people that are waiver exempt. Uh, those, which means those those players would be you know 
virtually sent down to Rockford, but they wouldn't really go anywhere. It's just a paper transaction. Um, the third uh, step is that the club will place both Tuchu and Roosevelt on season opening LTIR, which they've already announced. That's already in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so as to cover the amount that they are over the cap. So that, that LTIR will cover that $1 million and will get them just under the cap. Basically, they'll be right, you know, right even with the cap. However, making, however, making them cap compliant. So those two guys on LTIR, all the um, waiver exempt players are sent down virtually. And then uh, you have number four, which is the club will then submit cap compliant roster of 18 skaters and two goalies to the league. Um, I guess they have to do that again. And then after that is done, that's at, that's at 5 p.m. Eastern. I think, it, I don't know, it doesn't say what date. But maybe that's today. And then it says after that, the club will place HOSA on LTIR uh, after they submit that roster, which will allow them to exceed the ceiling of the salary cap for HOSA's entire $5.275 million. So basically what that does is instead of them having um salary cap of $75 million, it's going to be 80 point, you know, $80 million, 200, you know, just over $80 million. Uh, the club will then have the flexibility to recall three players prior to the opening game on the fifth, which will be Debrinket, Forsling and uh, Hayden and potentially leaving them with as much as $3 million in cap space. So I don't, that number is kind of wonky to me, but um, you kind of get the gist of it. What's, what's happening there. I don't know. What do you guys think? Johnny? I was told there would be no math. (laughs) God damn it. You stole my line. (laughs) Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. So, so you're saying that the three guys are going to come, but it's only going to be like two and two and change for all three of their contracts. Is that why you're saying it doesn't sound right? I guess that's what that is. Yeah. I guess pretty so, much that's what that is. But that's still... A couple ELCs. That's not counting. Three ELCs? Two ELCs? Well, if you look... I mean, uh, I, had, I had it here. At the uh, salary cap. Um, yeah, it's like... Debrinket makes like 775 I think. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm pulling it up really quick. I had it up a second ago and... and uh, We get hold music. Sorry, we do have hold music. Yeah, I mean they're all they're all in that like seven eight hundred thousand dollar range. Yeah, so. right. You have uh, those Forslings eight seventy eight seventy two. Um, you have Debrinket at seven seventy eight, and then you have Hayden at nine twenty five. He's the big one. He's the big fish on that one. So that's about so that's like two point four. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, those that'll cover and give them three million. Then on top of that, you got to think about. What we kind of talked the about earlier was Roosevelt and Tutu. Don't you get some of that back? What's that? There's some of their cap. No, because on they they put that? them on before. They put them on before. So they got them under count. the cap. So they have like two point eight million dollars. Yeah, maybe a little less because you got to you got to add Franzen's one million dollars on there too. So okay, yeah, it'll so be over two. It, it, yeah, it might be like two million dollars or something like that. They'll have. Which is not, uh, you know, it's not as much as I thought it was, but, yeah, you know. Well, you know, but here's the thing. This 
relative pipe dream that's been out there that some team is going to hand the Hawks the top four defensemen in the next couple of weeks for nothing. Um, they're going to have, you know, if they're going to make a trade, they're going to have to give something up, you know, and, and probably something off the NHL roster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to bring cat. You know, I, that's why if you want to get a quality defenseman, they're going to have to give something like that up. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to. But what is really out there? And I, you know what? To be honest with you, Debrinket is just not going to bring you. It's not going to bring you a top four guy. Just him alone. You're going to have to give up a draft pick and pro- probably another some kind of other prospect. So, I mean, if you want some top flight defenseman, so you know, at this point in time, what are you going to? They're just going to have to hang on to what they got for right now. And see if you know something happens. So I don't know. <clears throat> I don't, know, John. Is is there anyone out there that uh, that you that you've heard you know maybe available anything like that? <laughs> well, did we lose John? I don't I think know. We did. Maybe he's talking with Norton. He's, Norton tried to call. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm he just worried that it could turn that uh, Debrinkat could turn into another Tivu Teravainen situation, and then you hold on to him for so long that he's not worth anything to you in the end, and you have to use him as. Totally agree with you. Pickle scraps. Yeah. Um, Total. Totally. Yeah. Said perfect. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, just I I have a hard time seeing where he fits in the. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could definitely worry about that because I worry about that as well. That you know, Tavu Teravine and it, that's a that's actually a scary name at this point in time, you know. Ugh. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. So, I lost you guys momentarily. All I heard coming back was Tavo Teravainen. Yeah, well, uh, what they what they actually said was, um, you know, I, I asked you if uh, if you saw if there was any defensemen out there, or reasonable defensemen that were actually available, and then they kind of jumped in and said, what I'm afraid of is that we hang on to, to Alex Brinkett and he turns into a Tavo Teravainen, which he's an okay player, but if, you know... You know, I don't... I, you know, the thing with, with Teravainen was it was always that alligator arms thing where he just, he obviously was avoiding contact. Um, I mean, really obviously avoiding contact. I, you know, to, to the Brinkett's credit, he doesn't look afraid out there at all. You know, it's it's just when he does get kind of locked up with a defenseman in the corner and he's pushed off the puck like, you know, he, he like he weighs 150 pounds, which he kind of does. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... But you know, as far as his willingness and, and his competitiveness, definitely. You know, I, I don't I don't I mean with, with Tara Vinan, it was just like I mean you know, I've seen eleven year olds in lacrosse who, who have you know, more more courage in, in you know, engage in contact. So <laughs> you know, I mean I, I, I think the thing I like that reference is, you know, again is just how good of a player he's gonna be over two hundred feet, um, or at least, you know, starting out this year and, and you know, he's going to have it. And the other thing is, poor kid. I mean, he's going to have a target on his back. I mean, there are, there are, you know, defensemen on a lot of teams who are going to be lining him up anytime he goes into the corner, man. 
Well, so, and it's going to be a target on his forehead too, because yeah, just based on his stature, he's going to get. Uh, I, I hear you, Norton. I see you, Norton. Norton. Norton has joined us, Mister Norton. Get the tie out of your mouth. Yeah, he's a little loud. So, God, he's here too. Wow, Jeez. you are wow. way hot. So take the mic out of your yeah. throat. Coming in like Derek. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Nailed it. <laughs> hey, something burning. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, it's you because you just got burned. Right now. Uh, you're, you're, you're okay. Just uh, you don't have to just speak. Just don't that. talk. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't talk. Step back like 13 feet. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Well, we're just, off headphones. Yeah, we're going to continue. So uh, we're, we're talking, we were talking a little bit about the Brinket, and uh, I didn't even get to mention this last night. And it, yeah, Everyone likes to give me shit about you know, being the Debrinket hater and, and, you know, I want him to be good. I want him to be, you know, uh, I just want, you know, be, I think, and, and everyone last night too, they said that, uh, you know, feel like they'll, they'll bring him out as the show pony and, you know, open the season. Hey, here's this kid. And once things calm down a little bit and if he slows down and hits that wall after 10 games, which is very likely he could, uh, yeah. you know, where he kind of gets lost, they send him down to Rockford for a little while and let him, yep. let him, you know, let them cook down there for a little bit, which is probably the most likely scenario. So, and then, you that know, hopefully comes back he before. could really, he could, he could take the ball and run with it. And, you know, uh, that would be great. I mean, it would be a great, the thing I, I was telling guys today, I was getting in a little back and forth with some guys on my message board. No. They're saying the same thing. <laughs> another anti debrinket blog. And I'm like, no, I mean, I think it's great. He made the team, you know, but, but okay. So now he's on the team. What about the team? What do we think about that? You know, yeah, I mean, just, he's he's just a periphery. I mean, he, he's not the star. There's so right. many other people that are going to have to do heavy lifting. Like, he's right. the least of the worries right at this point in time. He's made the team. He earned his spot. That's good and well. We'll yeah. see what happens. But right. let's not let's not all go out there with the army of DeBrinket jerseys and and <laughs> proclaim that he's going to be the rookie of the year and proclaim he's going to score 50 goals. Let's just relax. Like, calm the hell down a little bit here. You should have pulled the Bill Parcells. Uh, let's not get the anointing oil clip, clip out for this. Yeah, yeah no kidding. He, he that yeah. kid's been bathing in anointing oil all goddamn summer. So so have I. <laughs> oh, but God, you know what? Gross. To his credit, though, he has not acted. You know, he hasn't put on any kind of an attitude. You know, you, you get the sense if they sent him down to Rockford, he would accept it and and go and do his job. I cannot fault the kid on his attitude at all. You know, nope. He made that one terrible turnover in one of the exhibition games that led to a goal, and you could tell it really, really bothered him that he did that. I mean, the kid cares, you know. And so I, I, I have to say, I've, I've become a little bit of a fan of his, just in terms of the effort he puts out there, and he can play. He's got some skills. So oh yeah, we'll see. What he, happens, he's a shooter. You know? He's definitely a shooter. Yeah. But yeah. my problem with it is, though, is that it's a, a good resource that you could possibly cash in for something now when. Yep. We how does this roster stack up against last year's roster going against the style of play Nashville played in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. and we're not here to win preseason games, right. which they all look decent out there in the preseason. We're here to win a Stanley Cup this year, and it even showed totally last agree. year too. Because I, was, I wasn't sure. So if you could trade him for a bigger body, because that's just what he lacks is he can have all the skill in the world, but we saw what happened to those guys when it came to that totally different style of hockey where the whistle gets put in the pocket. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, and, 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 and this, this kind of segues nicely into 
um, the lines. Um, this kind of this kind of annoyed me a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the entire preseason, you know, uh, you had Saad, Taze, and Panic, and we know that's going to be the first line, and there's not much question to that. Um, but in the, uh, you know, as far as the second line went, we were kind of surprised when the preseason opened and Schmaltz was just thrown at the second line center. Like there was never any doubt is from, from day one, he was the second line center, which is okay. He, you know, he's played very well and he's done nothing to, to, to say, you know, he's done nothing to show me or probably anyone that, that, uh, at least at this okay. point in time that he can't handle it. It's my turn to urinate on your cornflakes. Go ahead. Here's the deal. I just worry with that line if it's if it's Schmaltz and Kane and DeBrickett definitely and and Sharp still a little bit, but my question is when that when the puck goes in the corner or there's a scrum you know for a puck or to get position around the net, you know you you don't have a Nisimov there you you have Nick Schmaltz and who's going to go get those loose pucks and who's going to do that dirty work around the net that Nisimov did last year? Because here's the thing. The, the guys that Schmaltz was facing in the preseason are not nearly as good as the guys he's going to be seeing in the next 10 games. And I saw something on Twitter yesterday about how Schmaltz went 20 and 21 in the faceoff dot. That's the greatest thing ever. And I'm going, you know how close that is to 45% where all the Hawk centers were except Taves last year. Or it's, you know, I, mean, I just question, I think Schmaltz has improved dramatically. Don't get me wrong. But I wonder if you don't need Anisimov on that line with Kane and um, and whoever the left wing is, whether it's Sharp or um, or Dabrinkit. I, I, I feel like you need Anisimov to do the dirty work, to create the space, to go get the loose pucks. We'll see. If Schmaltz can do it, great. But but if it's if it's uh, Kane, Schmaltz, and Dabrinkit, I feel like that line is going to get pushed out to the perimeter on a lot of nights by a lot of good teams. Yeah, you know, um, that, that that's excellent, excellent. Uh, segue into where I was going with this because like we had talked about in the entire preseason, uh, it was sharpened to Brinkett had been playing on that line. And, you know, we said, you know, they could be just an even more perimeter line than they were last year with Panarin and Anisimov. And now in practice every day, since they really pretty much decided on the roster, Ryan Hartman's been playing on the second line with Kane and Schmaltz. Yeah. Which yeah, well, there you go. puzzles me, but it would make sense in the fact that you're going to have someone who's going to, yep. you know, win those board battles, who's going to do some dirty work down low. And yep. you basically you kind of just shift it around what you had last you can't year. can't hate it. No, I, I don't hate Hartman. I, I, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I didn't, I didn't think of Hartman had a good, uh, yeah. Hartman had a good uh, preseason. Uh, he had a good year last year. Maybe this is a reward. I'm just shocked that they did it so late. Like, they had four or five preseason, whatever, five preseason games to try this out and didn't do it once. Not once. And, uh, you know, they were, they were you know, toying with the Debrinket Sharp thing. And then, oh. yeah. The other thing is, is, is that Kane... You know, historically, they've had a lot of guys out there with Kane, like Brower and Bickle, Bufflin, um, even Carcillo they had playing with Kane at one time. They like to have a guy out there who, if some other team runs Kane, who can who can respond. And I know mm-hmm. some guys say that that doesn't exist in the NHL anymore. I'm telling you, it does. And, mm-hmm. and they do like to have that guy, if he can play hockey, with Kane. And, and Hartman is sort of that guy. I mean, Hartman's not afraid of anybody. 
he may get, you know, his lights pounded out at some point, but he's not afraid of anybody. And the other thing is, you know, last year when they were trying all those guys at left wing, um, I forget which line it was with. It was with the, the Taves line of all of them, and all of them were like right wings or centers. The one guy I thought looked pretty good as a left wing was Ryan Hartman. Yeah, I got no problem with Ryan Hartman at all. Um, I, was fine. I was actually fine with him on the uh, the third line with Anisimov. That's okay. And, you know, if they had Sharp down there, that's fine too. I was okay with all that. But now, you know, now where you're starting to get into some gray areas, which is things they haven't tried out, is if you bring Dabrinkit back up, uh, you have Sharp, Anisimov, and Dabrinkit on the third line, which is kind of an interesting combination. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess it's better than putting Debrinket on the third line with hate with Hartman, because then you're forcing Debrinket to, to, to drive the play by himself. And he's right. not that kind of player. Nope. You know, he's a guy who needs to be set up and then put in yep. a you know position where he can, you know, he can shoot. He's a shooter. He's kind of yep. like sharp, but uh, sharp can be a setup guy too. So it's, it makes for an interesting third line. I don't know how it's going to look, man. I, I, I don't know how it's going to look in, in a game situation, but you know, I don't know. There's there's been articles going around like today about how, you know, Sharp has been like the mentor to to Debrinket and all that stuff, and uh, you know, made him feel comfortable and kind of you know showing him the way. So maybe that's maybe they're trying to cash off you know off of that a little bit. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, the other guy we haven't really talked about, but I thought you know, especially the other night. Um, one of the last couple of exhibition games, I thought Saad looked fantastic. Um, he was all over the ice. And uh, I don't know. I mean, if you know, I think Tapes may have had a little bug or something during preseason. I don't I don't think there was – he didn't look like he was slow skating or anything like that. But, he, you know, he missed a game or two. And um, But that line, boy, I don't know. I'm, I'm really anxious to see them play. Yeah. I think it's going to be better than last year for sure. I, I I think the thing about Saad is we haven't been talking about him. He's just been so good that, I mean – yeah. Of what really can you say? He's, he's like his play is spoken for itself, and uh, yep. he's just been a monster. I watched him that one game. He, he had a hat trick. He could have had five goals that game. Yeah, he was that dominant. Yeah, and it's 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 weird to say that he's better now than when he left, and that's scary <laughs> for other teams. Yeah. yeah. So I think that line, you know, again, I I don't know. I'm going to just hope that Taves had, you know, a little bug or something during the preseason. That's what they said. He wasn't feeling well. He was under the weather, whatever it was. I mean, uh, well, he did get hurt in that last game, too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what what happens with that. And uh, I guess they said he was okay today. I don't know if he was on the ice today, but it sounded like he might have been. But, um, you know, uh, that line with with Ponick playing the way he's been playing and sod back, that could. So on top of that, we have uh, the fourth line, which we kind of touched on a little bit earlier with Hayden making the team. You got Carroll and Boma and Wingles. I think Boma and Wingles kind of rotate in and out, spelling the other two guys. I honestly think that Carroll and Hayden should play it at least almost every night with an occasional night off, at least at this point in time. You guys agree? I just wonder who's going to kill penalties, you know? The Kruger's gone. Um, you know, a lot of people are just assuming, well, Carroll's going to fill that role. I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to have Boma killing a lot of penalties because he blocks a lot of shots. That's what I heard today, too. Um, you know, it, he doesn't really yeah. show me much. I think Carroll's going to – I think they really like Carroll on the kill. So I think you're going to see Carroll. If Wingles is there, he may do some killing. 
yeah. you're gonna you know you uh you're gonna see Taze and Sod out there probably yep. cause yeah, which is good that's and the Taze Hosa sometimes even yeah yeah it's mini Hosa my friend yeah yes my friend yeah and maybe I don't know, maybe see Sharp I don't know maybe a little bit yeah yeah just being thrown so they'll do it by there. committee until they figure it out you know yeah yeah and then on maybe uh, Hartman. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he's any going to be any good at. But who knows? I I didn't. I didn't pay attention too much to the kill in the, in the preseason. I was trying, you know, too busy watching other other parts of the game. So I'll tell you who looked really good killing penalties. Got cut. He was down in Rockford, but he, I think he's going to be back in that role as Dauphin. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he looked good. I thought at, you were going to say Poca. <laughs> no, Jeez. he doesn't look it ever. <laughs> He'd uh, miss yep. the Olive Garden and Rockford maybe in a dress. It looks <laughs> good when you speed up the film. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. Uh, That's the motto of my sex tape. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you, <Gentlemen>. asshole. <laughs> uh, so, getting back, um, actually, who, another person who actually looked pretty good was uh, uh, David Camp. He, yes. uh, he looked like he had some potential down the future, and he's only 22, so. He, you know, he could he could be, uh, you know, an, a a Carol type, or maybe even better uh, in the future. So, uh, I did like, uh, you know, circling back what you said about Dauphin, I I did notice him a couple times, you know, uh, on the penalty kill and on the forecheck, just even strength. Yeah. He was, yep. again, like they, uh, you know, what they were selling, Patrick's favorite uh, ex Blackhawk, Philip Deneau as. Yeah. You know, a, a hawk on the puck and, uh, you know, yeah. four checker and re- very responsible defensive center. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what Dauphin. And and, and I got to give you credit because, uh, you know, I mentioned this before, but, uh, you know, right after that trade happened, you called me and we were on the phone. And you the first thing you told me was this Dauphin kid, you know, he's like he's kind of like a, a Philip Deneau type. And yeah. That was the first I heard of it, and uh, you know I kept it in the back of my head, and that's exactly what he's shown me. So you guys yeah. talk on the phone. <laughs> that's cute. Yes, yes, yes we do. Yes. We're and gonna we cuddle later. Up and spring. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a you know the I just the thing about him is that when I've seen when I'd seen him play before, uh, um, was I always noticed how like, for a guy his size because he's pretty skinny, but every time he goes in the corner after a puck, he comes out with a puck and. Um, he's one of those guys who just has a really high motor, good speed. And, uh, you know, I was watching him when I, when I went to the game in Columbus, I was watching him kill penalties. And I remember at the gate, I actually texted you a couple yeah. times and I said, I, I said, did you see that play he made? I mean, he would challenge the point and he would take things away in terms of where the guy at the point could go with the puck. He knew what he was doing. And that's a kid who's played a lot of hockey, really, really, really smart defensively. So, you know, they sent him down. I get it. It's a numbers game. But I think at some point he's, you know, if, if the Hawks hold on to him, um, you know, they don't package him somewhere. He's going to be back in the NHL playing, you know, as a defensive forward, probably a fourth liner. But uh, that kind of guy, really effective, you know, without the puck and, and defensively. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, the, the interesting part about that is, you know, you've, you've got Carroll and you, you've got Anisimov, but – Let's say next off season, you know, you decide you need to clear more space and you want to dump, you know, you find a way to be able to get Anisim off the wave. You got David Camp and Lauren Dauphin as options 
who have proven that they can, you know, do something yeah. at the NHL level. Yeah. So you, it's nice to have that fallback. Yeah. So. Yeah, they have a lot more depth, I think, at forward in the organization. I mean, Rockford's probably going to be a pretty good team this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be like one of those, like uh, Dallas was, where they don't, they didn't have a lot of defense, but man, they were fun to watch because they were scoring a ton of goals. Yeah. And but I think you know, I think Rockford will have better goalies than actually Dallas had. So. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, so and then moving down to the defense, they've kind of moved the lines around a little bit on that too, which kind of surprised me because the entire preseason it was Keith and Murphy were playing together, and then you had Seabrook and. Uh, Forsling were playing together, and then you had Kepney and uh, Ruta playing together. It's kind of what, you, what we thought we were going to get for game one, but the last couple of days they've shifted those lines around where they've got Keith yeah. and Seabrook back together, Kepney and Murphy together, and Forsling and Ruta together. So that's another interesting kind of twist. Yeah, I mean, maybe Seabrook and Keith are going to play 40 minutes a game. I don't know. I mean, um, you know, Kepney and, and Murphy are both really athletic. They're both pretty aggressive. They'll hit people, but they're both going to make mistakes, you know, because they're both still really learning under Q and Q's system and, you know, really as, as NHL defensemen. And, uh, you know, um, that's, that, you know, and Forsling and Ruda again. I think Ruda, Ruda is a guy who looks like he's settled in really nicely. He looks like he thinks the game really well, skates well, um, you know, but Forsling struggled during the preseason. Yeah, and yeah. It, it just feels like those, those bottom two pairings, I mean, you could send Kepney and, and Murphy out against a lot of teams' lower lines. They'll, they'll be fine. You know, or he gets third, fourth lines, they'll be fine. Um, but uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they stick with this or if they break up uh, the Wonder Twins at yeah. some point to kind of stabilize it. Yeah, and I didn't even mention in this is that the 7th uh, the, uh, and 8th defensemen are uh, Osterle and uh, Franzen. So they've got a little bit of depth that they can rotate. Um, I wasn't as a huge Osterle fan. I mean, he did okay, but he, you know, he didn't do anything outstanding, but he did okay. And Franz, yeah. And Franz and I liked, uh, you know, the first game he played, then he, you know, he played like another game, like one game and, uh, didn't really stand out, but he was kind of overmatched. He was playing a little too high in the, uh, lineup because, uh, you know, they sent a skeleton squad out yeah so um i don't know i mean right now well i think i think they're gonna have uh, to hang with this for right now yeah i think and i you know i i think you like i said before i think you nailed it that they identified franson as a guy they wanted as that you know six seven defenseman to take russell's place to kind of i think stabilize with some experience the very bottom of of the of the depth chart on defense but they 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 wanted him um, and they, you know, they went and got him on a PTO cause they didn't have the money to sign him, but they knew that they would have this money coming free. And so then they could sign him for a million dollars for a year. Um, so all that said, you know, I mean, he, he obviously is not very mobile. He's really big. Um, and you know, if he gets the puck on his blade on the power play, he could blast the puck for sure. I think it's, it's a question of they'll use him in situations where they know they, they're not going to be tested speed wise outside as much. Um, you know, the, those are the games he'll play in against maybe the slower teams and, you know, against the slower lines on the other team. Um, but, you know, they, they've got a lot of versatility because Osterley's really mobile. Um, Ruta's a really good skater. Kempney's a good skater. Murphy's a pretty good skater. 
Um, Forsling's a good skater, but you know it's all going to come down to um, how well those guys think the game and react in real time in game situations. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to suss that out real early on because yeah, they were. Uh, it was brought up uh, like you know the like the first ten games or whatever the, the their opponents averaged over a hundred or like one hundred two points last year, so they're gonna they're coming in hot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you've got to go at least 500, uh, if not more, early on. Otherwise, uh, people are going to start jumping off of buildings and bridges. If anything, yeah. this defense is going to give Corey Crawford his chance to finally get himself the Vesna Trophy. <laughs> yeah. Because well, he's going to be putting up, have to put up some crazy numbers. To, either that or he's just going to wear himself out. <laughs> so Well, maybe. Maybe he'll see enough shots that finally people start to take recognition that he's a pretty good goalie. Yeah. yeah. He's a real good goalie. Yeah. He's way uh, overlooked. So. Jonathan Quick's better. <laughs> he's elite, you might almost say. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gate, did you have anything on the outline about uh, Forsberg? Because we haven't really talked about him. Um, Not really. I mean, uh, I eh. mentioned him last week. Uh, Forsberg, Schmorsberg. I mean, he's been great, you know. He, in both games he played in, he's looked good. He's looked solid. He basically, you know, he just, he, he took, he, he won the job in his first game, the first preseason game by, you know, making 38 saves or whatever it was in the first game. And, uh, yeah, he, he was did, really good. Yeah, he did nothing to, to change that in the second game. And Barube was, you know, good for 90% of the game that he played, but, uh, then you know he had he had a he had a rough rough patch there and and that was enough to just basically uh, push Forsling right right to the front of the line so which is you know Forsberg I, yeah yeah For, Forsberg. Forsberg Forsberg and Forsling yeah wonderful that's gonna be fun this year but uh, yeah he he should do good but uh, I'm not too worried about it I think uh, you know he, he's younger than. Uh, Darling was when Darling came here, so you know. Who? Yeah. So I think I think they're going to be yeah, all right. You know what's not that. fun? What is uh, listening to Pat Foley without uh, Eddie O? Oh God! Well, yes. It's just he's like oh, right. oh, he's just not there. I I don't get it. There's so much dead space where he's just fully throws up softball up into the air and it's just floating there and floating there and floating there. And it's just a, Oh yeah. Well, Conroy's pretty bad. That's part of the, part of the problem. I I couldn't really watch any of the, I couldn't really watch any of the preseason games. I only saw highlights. Who was doing the color commentary? Conroy. Mr. himself, man. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather, uh, have either Adam Burrish, Jamal Mayers or Brian Campbell up there. Boring. Anyone but Conright, for sure. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, that that that's pretty much all we had, or what we had as far as the discussion part goes. We did get a couple of questions. I did throw out uh, the fact that we're, uh, you know, we were recording tonight, and a couple of people sending questions. So, uh, Mr. Aaron Goldschmidt, we all know him very well. Uh, Last uh, uh, shoutcast uh, guest, guy. yeah. Me and him were arguing about Lance Bowman in private and in direct messages earlier. Um, he says, hey, hey, he says, does Alex DeBrinkett get the first month's rent back from Vinny Henestrosa's Rockford Airbnb? 
Uh, that's a little uh, shot, yeah. Uh, the second one, which is a little... He gets a couple of drink tickets from the Clock Tower Inn bar. Yeah, well, I I have been there before, too, my friend. Yes, my friend. Uh, and, and, and dying <laughs> and almost dined at the, uh, the world-famous Olive Garden, Rockford Olive Garden. <laughs> uh, and, those uh, breadsticks, my friend. And, and I'm going to make sure that I drag Patrick out to the, the now world-famous uh, Rockford... Portillo's and uh, yes. break bread with them there. I'm only going break if deep. if Double J shows up for a trip to Rockford. Yes, my friend. <laughs> it's, it's in it's in the planning stage, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Um, a little more serious question from Let's Go Hawks eighty eight nineteen. Um, thoughts on Ruda so far? Can he handle the top four minutes? Looked pretty comfortable during the preseason, but wanted to know your thoughts on him. What do you guys got? I have become a fan of, I am a Jan Ruda fan. Um, I fan think, boy. Uh, I, you know, the first couple of games watching him, he looked like he, he would you know sort of uh, freeze a little bit with the puck on his plate, you know, adjusting to the size of the ice and the players, you know, North American whole nine yards. But, uh, man, he skates really well. And he seems really aware. Um, and I, I got a feeling that he possibly could end up being a, a real nice sort of second pairing defenseman for this team at some point, you know, this year, maybe, maybe even this year. Yeah. Uh, he w- he's been a nice surprise. He's the, he's the surprise that I wanted from Michael Kempney the last two preseasons. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> God, I hope so. Because then Kemp I then I don't Poli. have to hear about it from Patrick anymore. Kempoli. <laughs> oh. Kempoli. <laughs> yeah, uh, he moves well for a big guy. I mean, he's a good sized dude. Um, twenty six years old. Yeah, and he's six yeah. three, two hundred pounds. I mean, he's one of the bigger. He's slightly smaller than Seabrook weight wise, but he's the same height. So he's a good sized guy, and he's. Uh, you know, roughly in the same area of size as Connor Murphy. So to give you some sort of a, you know, reference points, but he's moved pretty well. He's been smart. He hasn't done anything stupid. He's kept the game, you know, very basic. He makes the right, you know, makes the right play. Doesn't do anything flashy, which is perfect. That's what Joe Quenville loves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got to love a guy out there wearing number 44. I love that. That might be one of my favorite numbers ever. Nice ode to Danny Richmond. <laughs> and, yes, um, it's Charlie Zlapsky, my friend. And Mike Peluso. Patrick yes, yeah, Patrick I have Poulin. a Danny Richmond signed hockey puck. I'm sorry. Anyone, if anyone wants it, they can have it. <laughs> Just throw that away. I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe we'll give that out to someone. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our next giveaway. Last time it was a spot as a... It was, it was, the last giveaway was who can replace Derek. And lucky you. Fucking cardboard cutout could have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lucky is the yeah. word that you want to use. Yeah. And the last question, uh, Nick Lux thirty three says P, uh, PP and PK units. What do we think? I think we kind of touched on the uh, the PK units. Uh, the PP. Um, they were someone talking yesterday. Celery in the background. What's that? It sounded like someone was color was cutting celery in the background. No. <laughs> I don't know I'm what you're talking one. about. Relax, Everall. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. 
like he's <laughs> ever eaten celery. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> who was? the only one who I've never met. And I'm sorry, I was on mute, but uh, sorry. if you're coming in to replace Derek, you've got some awfully big flip-flops to fill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Will you get your eye back on the prize, please? <laughs> As far as the power play goes, they were they were mentioning yesterday that Scotty Powers had brought up that uh, it looks like possibly both power play units could be four forwards and one defenseman, which just had my I had my head in my hands because that drives me up a wall that they do that. Uh, because you got to have the right player play, playing that that fourth forward, otherwise you you have shorthanded situations coming back all game long and you're giving him shorthanded goals. I think Sharp's really good on the point. I yeah. Mean, he always has been. And as long as he can skate, um, he's okay. He's the one Who's that's the been one? good. Yeah. Who's the other one? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, I mean, you got to think it's going to be like Kane, Taves, Sharp, Saad, and Keith. And then you're going to have Seabrook on the point for the second. But then where do you go from there? I mean, what? Uh, to bring it, I mean, where, what do you do? Yeah. I don't know who that other forward is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be sharp Seabrook, Keith, and probably prop, you know, maybe, uh, Ruta or Kempney. I don't, I don't know. Oh yeah. Christ. Please no Kempney. <laughs> We're going to, I'm going to torture you with Kempney all year. Patrick. Well, you know, Forsling, they, they do have him. Is you he know. still a blackhawk? Oh yeah, fortunately, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a possibility too. Yeah, they could throw him back on the point, but um... you know, and and in the right situations, uh, Francis, because that guy he has a bomb. Yeah, he absolutely does. He scored that 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 goal in the the first game. They were on the power play. Yeah, yeah. he was actually playing that Panarin slash Sharp. Uh, he was in that position, like right over right at uh, the, the circle. Five on three. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, and uh, so, I don't know. I mean, that's I. Let's see what they roll out on that second one because I have no idea, really, honestly. I, I could, I could guess on the first one pretty well. I mean, maybe you replace, uh, you know, maybe put Sad on the second. I don't know. Panic on the second power play. Schmaltz. I mean, Schmaltz. You yeah. put him on the second power play. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know who you're going to throw back on the point. I don't know that any well, of the guys are responsible. The other guy I think that you got to put in the mix there is Anisimov, and just because he's one of those guys who will go and park in front of the goalie. And um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some power play time too. Yeah, well, maybe they put him in front of the net, and Schmaltz kind of plays that uh, yeah. fourth four or four, you know, fourth forward kind of deep uh, or shallow in the zone. Yeah. I don't know because he because he you know has good hands and he can set up set people up. I don't know. I, I just I, wish he'd learn to shoot the puck, man. <laughs> yeah, well, he's been shooting more. He's been shooting more this more. preseason than he normally has, which yeah, more. I, I, I've been impressed with because. It hasn't been just handing the puck over to, to Kane and here you go. It's uh, you know there there's he's been taking it himself sometimes too. So, um, and the last part of that question from Nick Lux and the uh, the portly members of our our panel here may be able to answer this uh, best Italian beef sandwich in Chicago. Okay, I've stated this one multiple times. Go to the South Side in Oak Lawn and go to Pluto's. Period. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Johnny's right. Elmwood Park. Who's the fat guy on the show? 
Follow the fat guy. We know where to eat. Yeah, um, so Johnny's in Elmwood Park, like I just said. Okay, follow the senior members of the tour. I am <laughs> <laughs> um, a fan of, uh, I like ales. I like Pops out in the suburbs. Pops is real good. Um, or Mr. Beef downtown is actually really good, too. So. Mr. Beef. Yeah. Uh, I got to go with Mr. Beef. Those are all, you can't go wrong on any of those choices. Actually, I think Mr. Beef and Pops are kind of a little closer than uh, Al's is kind of right there, too. So those are my choices. And uh, Mr. Froster really doesn't have a say so yeah. in this one. <laughs> a hot dog Hort- is a sandwich. <laughs> Tim Hortons, <laughs> Tim Hortons yeah, or Harvey's. <laughs> Tim Hortons. Be an American. We got to get the Canadian out of you. All right, so I think, uh, yeah, we're right at about an hour, so uh, I think we can wrap this thing up, huh? Like, just like we said, it's amazing. It is amazing. It's stunning. <laughs> yeah, and we're... J- J- you still have to edit Norton's parts out. JJ and I can uh, actually get to bed at a decent hour and uh, get our booty rest and, and, and all that good stuff, so... Yeah, I only screwed this up like three times today. Yeah. Anyway, that's one less than usual, so... <laughs> so wrapping up, you can find uh, me on the Twitters, the Facebook, the Instagram, at Pocket Hostel. Uh, you can find all of the colleagues here. You can find Double J at, at Jekyll, J-A-E-C-K-E-L, on the Twitters. Uh, you can find Mr. Stankus, Patrick underscore Stankus, on the Twitters. Brian, Mr. Atomic Froster. It's just at Atomic Froster. Uh, Mr. Norton is PD Norton 3 And also the Hawks Shoutcast account, which is at Hawks Shoutcast. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, head over and rate and review us. Um, I wanted to give that uh, shout-out again to the guys over at the 312 Podcast. Uh, I want to thank them you know, big big time for uh, having me on. I really enjoyed it, and uh, that's uh, pretty much all I got. John, you got anything? I got nothing. I'm, I'm tapped out. Okay. Good show. Uh, Stankus, anything? Uh, no, thanks for having me on, guys. All right, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Mr. Tom Froster, you got anything? No. <laughs> All right. Excellent. The Tom Froster, the answer to the question, who is Brian Smith? <laughs> exactly. This is going swimmingly right now. <laughs> exactly. And then, Mr. Norton, you got anything you want to? I never do. You never do. All right. Well, uh, like I was saying before, everyone, well, watch more changes coming down the ro- down the, uh, down the pipe. So. Uh, yes, they are. Yes. Uh, and uh, look for us coming uh, probably weekly now like an hour every week we'll, we'll kind of mix it in between Hawks games so we're not sure which night but we'll try like Monday Tuesdays depending on how the uh, Hawks games lay and uh, you're going to actually see some more people doing some recaps that you haven't seen before uh, which is going to help us out to be able to do other things that's about it so uh, thanks everybody for listening and supporting us good night and don't be a meathead Now, if you would excuse us, we need to get to bed. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.